Hey, what's up, guys? This is Justin J. Train Gonzalez here with Pro Sports Podcasters, top 10 ranked Bellator featherweight, coming for that belt. If you guys want to follow my journey, just give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram. It's J Train X Gang. Two, two, baby. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Colbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half of your host today, Justin Williams. And you know, man, I'm never alone. I got my buddy with me, the man who writes all the NFT articles. If, you, if you're not subscribed yet, check us out at prosportspodcasters.com. Join the newsletter. This man knows everything about NFTs from so rare to UFC to if golf had an NFT, this man would be on and over it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man behind the magic, Kobe Durant. Kobe, how you doing? I'm fantastic, buddy. I'm I'm amped. I'm looking forward to this one. We got someone back on the show that we had a great time with last time. Oh my god, we had this guy on our show. This man is such a gentleman, such an overall nice guy. Even in his like pictures of him fighting, he's so smiling as he's like politely beating the crap out of people. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a friend of the show, our friend personally, Mr. Fourteen and One, Mr. J Train, Justin Gonzalez. Justin, how you hey. doing? I'm doing great, guys. It's uh, it's a little chilly out here in Colorado, but you know what? Enjoying my time off, relaxing, resting up, and uh, man, things are good over here. I can't complain. Oh, we love that, man. And Colorado has that different type of air. I remember I was doing comedy out there, and I was like, this air feels clean and higher altitude, and am I going to uh-huh. pass out? Like, <laughs> You know... It's something a lot of people coming into Colorado, they really don't like it. But being yeah. from here, I love it. I can't get enough of it. It's, uh, I think, just uh, gives me the opportunity to go snowboarding, go hiking, camping, and then plus using that high elevation to my advantage in the gym. You know, we go running up in Red Feather, which is about 8,000 feet up. I think I'm sitting pretty good where I'm at. Damn right. And do you do, you do all of your training in Colorado? Um, yes, yes. You know, if we're out of town and we're doing something, I got plenty of friends all over. There's actually some fights out in Nebraska tonight that uh, I was going to go to. Got some teammates fighting. Fortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it, but uh, got some friends out there that uh, we'd like to train with. And then uh, been out to Florida, out at Sanford. I spent a couple months out there. And then, you know, I got some friends out in California too. So, Pretty much anywhere I go, I can get some training in. Hey, you got some friends up in Toronto, too. Don't forget about us. Oh, hey, can't forget about you guys. I'm sad now. Kobe? (laughs) Yeah, Justin, so last few fights were not easy ones. Were not easy. Now, you made the final fight look easy, but have you felt a significant step up in competition over, let's say, the last five fights? Absolutely. Uh, I uh, Let me think of how I want to say this. Becoming a pro and uh, even into my amateur career, you know, we didn't take easy fights, man. 
you see a lot of people who pad their record and then they get to the big show and then they just get humiliated, just straight up embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that, hey, you know, it might help you get there, but we're not looking to just get there, man. I want to be the fucking man. I want to be the champ. I want that belt. So part of the prep and just seeing if we were ready was taking these challenging fights even before I got signed to Bellator, taking the best fights I could of people who would actually accept the fights, getting people from international, and then getting signed. And then, uh, you know, once we were here, I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to let them know what's up, let them know I was for real. So uh, jumping into that rankings right away was important to me, you know? So uh, these last five fights have been huge, man. Let's start with the first one. Taiwan Claxton, good mm -hmm. wrestler. He was number nine. I beat him, and then I think we went on to Pico. Tough fight. I think he was ranked number five or six at the time. And then we went on to Kai Kamaka, who wasn't in the official rankings, but I would say he was just sitting just outside of them. Yeah. And then on to Andrew Fisher, who was on a five-fight win streak. Um, the sixth fight was a no contest because I believe he poked his guy in the eye. You know, all these guys are for real, man. And uh, you can't take any of them lightly. So I'm pretty happy with how my resume is coming along of putting these people on my hit list and getting the results we want. Okay. Now, now martial arts isn't really an endeavor that you can sort of force improvement on. It really isn't. Like generally, I've done martial arts. Justin with me has done martial arts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. It's uh, somewhere along the lines, all of a sudden you realize, wait, I've, I've figured something out or I now have that in my repertoire because it's second nature. Yes. How, how is it you, you can improve now from where you're at? Man, it's not, it's kind of something you just have to work on every day. I go to all my classes, man. I range from in the weight room, you know, we're doing different things. We're mixing it up. We're listening to my body just keep me healthy, keep me strong. And then uh, I go into my jujitsu classes, man. There's some days that I really don't want to be there because it's stuff that I absolutely hate. But I try to keep an open mind. I put a smile on my face and I do it because uh, even throughout this camp, we were kind of doing some stuff that uh, we focused on me and independently, but we also focused on some stuff that was getting out of my comfort zone. And uh, I hated it. But, you know, even if I wasn't going to use it in my fight, I thought it would be good to learn and ultimately just adding more to my game, you know, trying to be open-minded and uh, open to new things because mixed martial arts is one of those things, man. I say this all the time. If you're not growing, you're getting past. And at the level I'm at, man, I cannot afford to get past right now. You know, 100% and just a personal observation on my part from your last fight. You've always been quick. You've always had a, a pretty high tempo when it comes to your fights. But I think the last fight, you looked actually a hair faster, but importantly, you look more precise. So I think that's what I took away from that. I would, I agree. Little things, you know, uh, let's, let's wind it back to that Pico loss. We sat down, we took some time, we evaluated it, and we kind of just talked like what happened, what was different this fight from the others. And, uh, we kind of just eventually broke it down that we are not too far off and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Whatever mm -hmm. we're doing, it's working. So let's stick to that. 
but there was some little things that I felt setting a rhythm and breaking it, keeping my eyes kind of centered on what I want to do. And uh, sometimes I was looking for more power, which I was losing my accuracy. And then um, just, uh, I think just having fun, being comfortable in there, just taking the pressures away. I think having that O gone is a big, uh, there's always pressure every fight, but I think that O being gone just uh, really allows me to open up and just be myself in there. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard a lot of UFC fighters, MMA fighters across the board say that the two biggest things that they've ever had to face is having the title around their waist and defending it and also keeping that O because that yes. O is essentially like, an, like a title. Like I'm not yeah. defeated yet. So kudos, like almost like congratulations to kind of getting rid of that. It's out of the way. And now you're like, all right, cool. Let's build on it. And just looking at the Bellator rankings right now, Justin, you're sitting comfortably at eighth. Yes. With 14 and one. Everyone above you, except for AJ McKean, but that's whatever, has more than one loss. Like you're more than prepared to take on a top five contender. I want to see you run it back with Aaron. I really do. Hey, me too, man. We're on the same page, you know. If I'm not mistaken, uh, through the grapevine, I heard he had a surgery after uh, his soldier, his shoulder. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched that last fight with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, shoot, give him some time to heal. I'll probably jump on another fight before that. And then uh, shoot, man, he's, uh, he's standing in my way to that belt. So at some point, we will run it back. A hundred percent. Now... I understand in the fighting world, essentially there's like an unwritten kind of rule when it comes to gate, not gatekeepers, but in order to entrance to the top 10 to the top five, you have to beat somebody obviously in that. Is there anybody in the top? So let's assume that Aaron is, is injured and he's out for a bit out of the other top five contenders, I guess four in this case, is there anybody Mm -hmm. you'd really want to, to go for? Carvalho. Carvalho. (laughs) I thought so too. You know, I think uh, I think there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this division. I think Carvalho actually lost a fight to an unranked guy and then came back and beat Burnell, who was number two. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> Burnell coming off a couple decent wins, it just shows that, hey, man, if you don't show up and you don't handle business, there's somebody who will. So, hey, man, I'd like to fight Carvalho. I'd like to fight Weichel. I'd like to fight Burnell. Kennedy. I mean, shoot, man, I'd like to run it back with Pico. So, you know, whenever I say these things that like everyone in the rankings is on my hit list, I ain't lying, man. I want it to be so when I get that belt and I have it around my waist, that there's no doubt in everybody's mind that I am the undisputed champion of the world and nobody can question it. Love to hear that follow-up question. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second though. Hold on one second, Justin. You are given opportunities by guys significantly higher in the ranking to get a shot at it. Would you be willing to do that for, say, Cody Law or Lucas? That Brennan? was my question. Hey, <laughs> so would I be able, would I be willing to fight them? Yes. Oh, man, see, you know that's a tough question. I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd I, I'd fight them. I think I think that's uh, there's no easy wins. So I don't want to say this. That would be an easy victory. But I think I pummeled those guys. I think I demolished those guys very similar to how it went with Andrew Fisher. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to look forward. I think I came off of two big wins. I've been sitting in the rankings, so I think I deserve it. I think I deserve to move forward instead of fighting people behind me. Okay, fair enough. Justin, back to you. Well, I mean, you kind of stole that question there from (laughs) me. So thank you for that. 
Kobe. But uh, I guess I'm going to jump over to my kind of subpar question. Justin, what is your mindset when you get announced that you're going to fight somebody, let's say Carvalho, and you know his style and you have six weeks to train? What's the first thing you do? The first thing I do, they, uh, you know, obviously there's a process. It goes through my manager, then to me. Mm-hmm. I always tell my manager, I'm like, hey, just give me a day or two. I want to run by both my coaches and we're going to talk about it. In my mind, I'm always like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's go. Let's I'm beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and it's exciting, you know. It kind of makes it real, you know. Like right now, attitude's kind of mellow. I'm uh, kind of like coming off of that high of the win, now getting back into reality, you know, just letting my body heal. Mm-hmm. But uh, whenever they announce stuff like that, it's very exciting, man. My family, my friends, the gym, everybody. You just feel the whole uh, kind of the the environment changes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the thickness in the air changes. It's something is different. Shoot, man! I start. I look, watch some film, break them down, and I'm like, "All right, hey, this is a winnable fight. Let's go do this." So then, uh, after we all agree, give the okay, then we start. Then we start putting it into action, man, and just start breaking down what we're gonna do, how we're gonna do it, things we're looking for, and then I probably won't watch film again until pretty much a week out, two weeks out. I watched the film two times. That's it. Nice. That's not what I thought would happen, but you know what? I'm not a fighter, so good to you, man. Yeah, I want to talk about the uh, and-o situation that Justin had brought up earlier. When it comes to mixed martial artists, really, no one's undefeated. It doesn't really matter what your record says. At some point, whether it be in the gym, on the mat, in the cage, in a ring, you take a loss, right? Yeah. For sure. All the time. You lose a hundred times. <laughs> you know, and, and hey, man, I train with some badass dudes. There's a lot of black belts in our gym. There's a lot of just different styles of high level college wrestlers, black belt jujitsu guys, boxers, kickboxers. I get the wide variety of it all. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't want to lose. I want to win every round, but I'm not afraid to put it out there and try some new things. Because I'd much rather lose in the gym than lose out there in the cage in front of everybody. Yeah, so it's something I just wanted the, like, the people listening and the fans to understand. There's this stigma around, oh, you know, someone's taking their first loss. Are they going to be the same? It doesn't really change the mindset all that much when, when it really comes right down to it. Because you're used to losing in certain situations. It's, yeah. it's what you take from that loss. Exactly. I've wrestled at, since I was eight years old all the way up through college. I've wrestled on some pretty big stages. I've wrestled on some little ones, and I've had highs and lows in both. So it's nothing different, man. You uh, just, hey, like I said, had to take some time, analyze it, think about it, let it hurt, and then you got to let it go. Then you got to have some short-term memory and bounce back. And that's what we did. And look at the results we're having. I think it kind of, uh, you know, just put a little fire under my ass and just got me going again. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's like an arrow, man. You get pulled back a little bit to slingshot you so much further forward. That's right. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. And last we spoke was right before your, your your last fight at the pre-fight interviews. And I didn't say anything, but a number of the other media had asked you about whether or not your 
you're happy staying with Bellator. And of course, you said money talks. What's left on your contract now? So um, we are technically, we're in the process. You know, that was my last fight on my contract. Okay. Uh, we've kind of talked and did some verbal agreements. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm coming back with Bellator, man. They're, uh, I really like these guys. They take care of me. I've built relationships with everybody after uh, fighting with them a number of times now. That's, that's my home, you know? So we're just kind of finalizing some things. And once that's all said and done, we'll move forward with it. And I'm sure it'll get announced. But for now, uh, I got to kind of leave it at that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was, just, I was just wondering where it stood. I just I had, I had to ask. And something that's kind of unique that's happening soon is Bellator versus Ryzen. Oh, very exciting. Now, as a fighter, I mean, as a fan, I'm thrilled, right? I, I'm loving this. I can't wait for it. But as a fighter, generally you're in a promotion, you know, a 100% of who you're potentially going to be up against. Yep. Suddenly they say, hey, we got this entire other promotion of targets available to you. How does that change the mindset of somebody in Bellator or someone who's going to be on that card? Oh, man, that's it's really cool to see, especially as a fighter. Since I am in the rankings, you know, it, hey, it might be not the highest chance I get called up to go represent Bellator, but there is a chance, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, especially as a fan, still a fan of the sport. I think it's one of the coolest things that people can do. You know, there's no reason uh, everybody wants to know who the real champ is. Everybody would like to see who's the champ from Bellator fighting the champ from UFC or PFL or wherever risen one, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm still a firm believer of this, which there's a lot of controversy with boxing is that there's so many belts that there's not just one champ until they unify them, you know? And hey, I'm from the era, I'm from the mindset that there can only be one champ, you know? Okay. So it defeats the purpose of having seven champs whenever, hey, competition, there's only one. There can only be one champ, you know? So uh, I'm a big fan of it, and I, I respect it. I think it's cool. I think everybody who's fighting on the card puts a lot on the line. But, I mean, it's just really great for the sport to see this starting to happen. Yeah, I, I can't wait for it, honestly. I can't wait for it. I think it does a lot for both Bellator and Ryzen as far as in improving their the number of eyes that, you know, are on, the, on each individual promotion. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you, my favorite fight of the past, I guess, year was the Demetrius Johnson versus Rodman fight, just because of yeah. the implications. So good. All these great fights that happened this year, and if someone was to ask me, what's your favorite fight of the year? It's that fight, just because it was so unique and so different, and that's what I'm looking for at the Bellator versus Ryzen. I think it would be awesome if you could get yourself on something like that. Yes. I, I mean, if you could... Like, as a fighter, you kind of think of it like this. I'd like to steal some of Ryzen's fans and also win some more of the Bellator fans. It's a win in both aspects, man. You kind of need those followers. Those fans are kind of writing your checks in a sense, you know? That's right. So without them, we're nothing. So it's really cool to put on a show for a different crowd and win them over and give the fans what they want to see. I can't wait, man. I have a case of beer. I'm going to be partying hard during that, <laughs> during that whole event. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, if you were to ask me what my favorite fight was, I'd say it's uh, Justin Gonzalez versus Andrew Fisher, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's got to win over some fans, right? As you said. Moving Absolutely. forward. <laughs> I was going to say, so keep in mind, a year and a half ago, I had never watched UFC. It wasn't until Kobe and I became friends that he kind of sat me down and was like, listen, you've been doing martial arts. You should probably watch this. And in my time, I've done a lot of research, and something I've noticed is when they do cross promotions like this. So for case in point, UFC and pride, when they sent mm -hmm. over Chuck Liddell and eventually UFC bought pride and it is what it is. But right there, as you said, it exposes you to more people, exposes you to fans. And, you know, even with pride too, they got rampage Jackson after. So yes. there's a good chance that when you go over there and fight for it, well, I'm going to assume you are going to wish into the world. When you go and you fight for Bellator at Ryzen, there's a chance somebody can come up to you with a contract and go, listen, we'll buy you out. Here's way more money. Come fight for us. Now, if that opportunity were to present itself, how would you, Justin Gonzalez, approach that situation? Huh. You know, loyalty is really big to me, but I'm also saying <laughs> <laughs> I got some people I want to take care of. You know, I don't want yeah. to be working multiple jobs. I want her to put her feet up and drink some mimosas on the beach you know so uh i'd probably bring it back to the original promotion and be like match it or beat it you got a choice <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's what i thought you'd say but i didn't know how you would word it so i just wanted to hear you use that colorado slang <laughs> you know? hey man i, I try i'm pretty much a straight shooter there's no reason to beat around the bush you know obviously with all due respect you got to kind of uh win some people over and play the game a little bit but I think that's the way I would present it. Just pay me or give me a, give me my farewell, you know? That's it. And it's like, essentially, thank you for giving me this opportunity. However, something better has come along. If you can't match it, I'm going to have to go. Not because I don't like you, but because I have a life to live. Business. Legit. Okay. Now, another question for you. Before your fight with Andrew Fisher, dieting, all that fun stuff, do you have a post meal celebration? You're like, babe, we're going to go to like sushi down the road. We're getting 4,000 wontons, no sashimi. Like we're going ham. Is that a thing you do? Or are you just like, no, nah, no, nah, we stay weight. No, I, I, uh, I, I have a routine. So now we kind of got it understood how Bellator does their weigh-ins. Mm. We, we do it early the day before. So it gives me probably by the time I'm fighting about 30 hours of recovery which is more than enough than I need. We always buy some food, buy some fruit, some water, Gatorade, Pedialyte, you know, the essentials. And I always kind of, uh, first thing I do is I always put some water in me. It's the probably one of the most important things I think I do. Put a solid bottle, nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Try to steadily drink it. A lot of people start chugging it and your body just rejects it. Yeah. So uh, there's some science behind it. Your body can only actually absorb so much per hour so anything above that isn't really doing you any good besides just bloating you mm -hmm. first thing i always do is put some water i put some fruits um i like some really acidic fruits they absorb a little bit faster a little bit better and then uh after i put that water in me i can start drinking my pedialyte and then i start putting the salt the electrolytes back in and usually I'll just kind of stick with that, just enough to hold me over, make me feel better, kind of start replenishing myself. Mm -hmm. They usually give us about an hour or two before we have to go back for media weigh-ins. So by that time, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better. My 
eyes aren't as sunk in, my cheeks aren't all sunk in. Not fully recovered, but definitely better. And then after we do the media weigh-ins, we go eat somewhere. Obviously, uh, we were in Milan, so I wanted to go get some Italian food. But, uh, you know, we were like, let's keep it close. There was a sushi spot right next to the hotel. So we went and dug in on some sushi, which was actually really surprising. There's a lot of sushi spots out there in Italy. So uh, I don't know why that's surprising to me. I just kind of expected more Italian food. But, hey, I like sushi anyways, so... And then later that night, we rest, I get a little shake out, a little just body movement, and then we go eat again. And then that's where I dig in on my carbs, my pasta. I always get a little bit of uh, ice cream or some candy. Oh, damn. This is like all the insight. I didn't even realize all this. There's a lot that goes into it, but I try to keep it healthy for the most part. So, Justin, I want a uh, prediction from you. Okay. Who do you like between Nurmagomedov and Pitbull? Oh, man, that's a uh, – Nurmagomedov is really tough, man. He's been putting some high-level guys away. I kind of think Pitbull, though. I just feel like he's fought some high-level talent, and he's showing out right now, where I think Nurmagomedov kind of got uh, shot up there a little bit. No disrespect to him, but I feel like he was kind of given, uh, given a little bit of a gift by getting the uh, title shot this early. <laughs> I think uh, there's a couple guys who were ahead of him who were in line, but I mean, hey, dude, dude's tough. So who knows? Maybe he'll go shock the world and get that belt. But I'm thinking Pitbull. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Pitbull takes it. I I wouldn't say he was maybe maybe jumped the line. He's an exciting fighter to watch. So he sort of Absolutely. earned the the big stage. You know what I mean? Because he, he's not just trying to grind out a win. He's trying to put guys out. So I, I think that's what got him the shot. Who was uh, – I, I just think there's some other guys like uh, – I can't remember his name. He just fought that Sydney outlaw who was, I think, number two, and he pieced him up. I was like, I think that guy maybe deserves a title shot instead of Nurmagomedov. But, I mean, shoot, man, there's so many guys in that division too. It's just like the, four, it's just like the featherweights. A lot of action is happening. A lot of people are moving around. And uh, dang, man, there's a lot of killers in there. So it's anybody's division. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not proud to say that. But in that fight specifically, I'm picking Pitbull. Yeah, I'm with you. hundred uh, percent. I just think he's too tough in that, in that case. I, I think he's got a crazy chin and he delivers yeah. such punishment that I don't, I don't think Nurmagomedov is ready for the, he's ready for the punishment. I think if Nurmagomedov's going to win, he's going to have to submit him. I don't think he's going to beat him on his feet. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. It's yeah, Pitbull's got such good defense. People seem to forget I, that. I agree. Too. And I don't see it happening that way. But I was like, if he is, that's how I'm seeing it. Okay. Now, something I want to ask, because I know it's unlikely, but maybe. Have you trained with any of the uh, Ryzen fighters? Um, Unknowingly. I don't know if I've... Uh, you know, I spent some time out at Sanford, and that was awesome. Um, I plan on going back. They invited me back. It was just kind of got to make some things work with my schedule. I'm sure there was a couple guys out there who who were with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not super familiar with their lineup all that great, so I don't really have a direct answer for you. Okay. No, I was, I was wondering. I wasn't sure either. If I'm trying to think of how many might train in the States. I know quite a few of them do, but... I think in your division, I don't know if any of them do. I really don't. 
I, uh, not that I'm familiar with, or not, at least not uh, consistently either. Yeah. Okay. About the sushi thing for uh, Italy, I uh-huh. suspect it's like, it's like Newfoundland. It's surrounded by a large body of water and easy access to fish. So it's just like, hey, Make let's sense. open sushi. Yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I kind of felt it was really similar to Colorado. Um, Colorado is a big melting pot of a lot of different people, a lot of different um, ethnicities and uh, just cultures, which is really cool. I'm totally open to that. A lot of my friends are a lot of different different types of people, but I love it. And even out there in Italy, you caught a little bit of the same. So it kind of was uh, kind of like a homey feeling for me. And the people are very nice and accepting out there too. So I made some friends while I was out there. Ah, oh, we love to hear that. Uh, Justin, before we get you out of here, I do have a, a couple silly questions for you, just like last time, but part two, if you will. All right, let's do it. All right. Have you ever had a beaver tail? A beaver tail? No, I don't believe so. I don't even, I, I hope you're not talking of a literal beaver's tail. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, so when, I, I don't think I've ever had that. So whenever Bellator sends you over to Canada to fight, let us know and we'll have to get you one, but it's a pastry okay. dish. So okay. it's essentially like, I think the best way to describe it would be like an overcooked pancake with like different types of syrup. It, it's it, just Google it. It's, it's, I'm doing a horrible job explaining it, but it's so <laughs> good. Hey, you know, I had my fair share of pastries over there in Italy. Honestly, and I don't mean any disrespect to the Italian people. I'm surprised they're not heavier because <laughs> they pastries like like it's their job, man. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, a lot of gelato, a lot of ice cream. Yeah. And I was having a blast out there after the fight. I was celebrating. I was gorging. Um, I wonder if it's all the soccer they play. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't tell you, man, but it was awesome. Brilliant. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. You guys are fun. You guys make this uh, enjoyable for me. So I'm glad we could link up. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Looking forward to the next fight, buddy. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience where no sport is left behind.